You're like, I don't even know what I'm pushing. <laughs> like, I can't feel where I'm pushing or what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're kind of like fighting your body and this and that. So this time, like I had no choice. Like my body was just doing it and I was just kind of helping along with it, which was super cool to me. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Have you ever felt like you were seeing a revolving door of different doctors throughout your pregnancy? How can you feel confident and comfortable with the provider if it just keeps changing? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to this week's episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this week we're speaking with Shayna, a mother to two precious boys, one born in the hospital and one at home. We'll hear how Shayna dealt with switching doctors in her first pregnancy and how a revolving door of doctors in her second pregnancy sent her seeking the continuity and care of a midwife. Okay, let's jump into this week's episode. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool. So continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Shana, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. Would you mind taking just a few moments here at the beginning to introduce yourself and your family to the listeners? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name's Shana. Um, I'm living in San Diego right now. That's where my husband's originally from. So we moved back out here, but I was originally born and raised in Vegas. So nice change of scenery. <laughs> and I've got a two-year-old and a three-month-old both of which I just got to sleep, which is nice. <laughs> Perfection. That never happens. <laughs> like, I feel like every podcast episode that we do, it's like, by the way, they were supposed to be down for a nap. They're not. <laughs> right. No, I have my mother-in-law here, thankfully, for the little guy, because my two-year-old will nap for a couple hours, but little guy likes to catnap right now, so helps a lot. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead and, and get started. I would love to hear about your pregnancy journey. What was it like becoming pregnant for the first time? Yeah. I mean, we were planning on being pregnant. So I guess that changes your mindset right away going into it. We definitely were trying to get pregnant and we were blessed enough to get lucky and get pregnant the first month of trying, which was a shocker because I know that can take a little while. Um, but yeah, I mean, both pregnancies I had were very healthy and very normal, thankfully. You know, I mean, I had some uncomfortable times, but I didn't have any issues, which was nice. And my first, I delivered in the hospital. Um, and that was its own. <laughs> we can get into that. But um, the pregnancy itself was great both times. So I'm very thankful for that. That's awesome. So, okay. So you experienced this good pregnancy and your your plan the entire time was to give birth at the hospital. What was yeah. your prenatal care like? Yeah. So when I was in Vegas, we had my first and I actually had a great experience that time. Um, I went to who was considered a high risk doctor, even though I wasn't just because I had so many friends that really loved him. So I got lucky that we got to be seen a lot and I felt really comfortable because they knew what they were doing. And then towards the end, <laughs> we found out somehow our insurance covered him for care, but not for the delivery of the birth. <laughs> 
So about three weeks before I had to deliver, I had to find a new doctor. And thankfully, he was able to help me find somebody that would take me that late because otherwise I had no idea what I was going to do. So that was a little... (laughs) a little surprised for us. Thankfully it ended up being fine, but I mean, you go to someone your entire care and you trust them and then you switch last minute. That was a a bit much. Yeah. That can be very (laughs) emotionally exhausting. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We definitely weren't expecting that. Okay. So then with this new doctor (laughs) in mind, what, how, how was it going into labor for the first time? How did you know you were in labor? Yeah. So my water broke both times, which again, I know that's not super common until you're actually like contracting in, in labor. Mine start, mine broke before both times. So I knew right away, I was like, well, that was definitely my water breaking. I did not pee my pants. <laughs> that was a lot. So I actually texted my original doctor first because he was like our guy that, you know, we trusted and had been seeing the whole time. And he was he was really cool. And he gave us his personal number and was like, text me anytime, which you don't get very often either. So I texted him and he said, yep, well, you need to go, but you know, get your shower done, do whatever you need to do. And then head over there, like take your time, but get going when you can. So we went in and I had only seen the new doctor one time. So we were like, well, we're just going to have to deliver with him. And that's going to be what it, you know, what we deal with. And, uh, we get there And of course they say that I am at like a zero. (laughs) I'm not dilated at all. I'm having no contractions, but my water broke. And you know, they want you to deliver within 24 hours. So they start the Pitocin right away and they just keep upping it and upping it until finally I start contracting. And then um, Jet, my first little guy, it ended up affecting his heart, which happens a lot too. Um, So then they were like, well, you know, if you do the epidural, we can get him out of here and get him safe which I didn't want the epidural because it just the idea of the needle and everything going in my back was not something that I had in my plan, but I was open to it if we really had to. Um, and me not really knowing that I could deny not only the Pitocin, but the, and the epidural and everything. I just was like, okay, if this is, you know, what you think's best, let's go ahead and do it. And I followed their instructions and he came pretty quickly after, but I was bummed that I didn't get to, you know, have the experience that I planned on having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's really hard. Also, it's interesting. So were those contractions as they're bumping up this Pitocin, uh, number one, what was the span of time that this was going on through and how were you feeling during those contractions? Um, we got to the hospital, hospital around 6 PM. I don't think they actually started until, I don't know, maybe 10, nine or 10. And once they did start, it went from like zero to hundred real quick. They were very strong and they were really close together, which is why it was affecting baby's heart, of course, too, because they were just very unnatural. Um, so it was a lot. I was like, okay, I'm still going to do this. Like I came in here with this plan. And then when they told me like, hey, we got to get them out. My idea was I don't want a C-section. So mm-hmm. if that's what you got to do, then okay, let's do it because I wanted to avoid, you know, getting cut if I could. I know that there's times that it's needed, but I didn't feel that it was. So I went with their their guidance, but they were definitely now going through a natural birth and, you know, a birth with Pitocin and everything, they were pretty crazy and close together before I was even in the end, you know, that was even before we got to like transition or anything. So it was pretty wild. Wow. So those, you said that the contraction started around like 10, when was he born? 
he was born early morning. I want to say like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there that was, was one point we had, Yeah. We, there was one point we even had to stop them because he was, you know, his heart was kept dropping and everything. And so they gave me stuff to stop the contractions for a little bit. I took like, I don't know, an hour nap. Thankfully, I was able to sleep. And then they started them back up again. And I was like, okay, let's let's get them out. But they had to give them a little break. So I had them and then they stopped and then I had them again. That is so interesting. So after that experience, how did, how did you feel? Like once Jet was here, what was it like? Yeah. I mean, I had never had given birth before, so I didn't have anything to truly compare it to as far as my own experience. But at the beginning, you know, I was just relieved to have them here and healthy and safe. So I was just like, okay, you know what? We're good. Like things happen. It's over. And then once time went on, I looked back and I was like, wow, you know, I don't want to experience that again because I feel like had I not gone in and had all of the interventions, it wouldn't have been that type of experience. And I wouldn't have had such a stressful time. There was a point where they had to come in and put like oxygen on me when they were doing all this. And I'm very like claustrophobic. So there was a lot of like high stress elements being in the hospital, which I was like, you know what? I, I really don't want to do that again. Yeah. So, okay. So you have that experience and then what, I mean, I see why things change, but how did you go about educating yourself for this second time around? Yeah. So I've had friends that had home births. So I think when I kind of shared my story and I started talking to more people, I realized that a lot of people have very similar stories in the hospital. You know, a lot of the like, oh, well, the baby's heart and this, and it's crazy how many people have the same exact experience. And it made me realize, hey, maybe <laughs> this is probably not a good route to go if you don't want to have all these things that are going to affect your birth. And I read books and all the things that people, you know, recommended that you do. Um, and I think I realized that what's the uh, the movie to, oh, The Business of Being Born. We watched that. I feel like that was really good and really eye-opening that's kind of what convinced my husband. So I was glad that he watched that because he was not on board with the home birth at first. So that really helped. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> I feel like that documentary has changed many a spouse's opinion for sure. Totally, yeah. I mean, they could redo it. It's a little old, but it's definitely educational. <laughs> Hopefully they'll redo it. <laughs> it is. It is so funny how things just like get dated. So oh, yeah. Quickly. You're like, this was made a while back. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. okay. So you, you guys decided that you were going to have a home birth. Did you decide that before you became pregnant with your second or was that a decision after becoming pregnant? It was after. So I going into it, I, I wanted it, but again, he was not super on board yet. He just mm-hmm. didn't know enough about it to feel mm-hmm. safe. Um, so I started going to my regular care. I mean, we switched cause we were out in California. Now we were going to you know, a new doctor, I won't even mention any names or anything, but I went and I saw three different doctors within the first three appointments that I went to because I could never get into the same person. <laughs> like, okay, I guess that's just what it's like with, you know, this plan. And, uh, I ended up talking to her and she finally asked me where I was planning on delivering. And when I told her, she goes, Oh, okay, well, I won't, I don't deliver at that location. Um, so you'll just be with, you know, whoever I'm like, Okay, so why am I booking? I tried to change to where I was going to hopefully be with her every appointment from then on. And then I found out she wouldn't even be delivering the baby anyways. And so then I just got even more frustrated. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. And I reached out to a friend of mine's midwife and I was like, let's just 
meet and I'll try to get him on board after, but I wanted to meet with her and see how I felt first. And once I was on board, I had him talk to her and, you know, after he spoke with her, he felt so comfortable and I had him watch the film and do all these things. And he was like, okay, if this is what you want to do. Let's do it. And I was like, yes, thank goodness. <laughs> Someone amazing. that actually cares about our birth. Yeah. So yes, exactly. And yeah, yeah. What was that care? Like, especially coming from, you know, an experience where you were, like you said, every appointment with somebody different, like going right. into midwifery care, what was it like? Oh, it was night and day. I mean, I was able to bring my little guy with me and he gets to help and, you know, help look at the baby and listen to the heart. And it was just like this family type of environment. They're always, you know, texting you and checking in and seeing how you're doing. Whereas you go in and they're like five minutes. Okay. You look good. See you later. You know, like they, they really care and you can, you can tell that right away when you meet them. So that was like a whole different experience of care, which is really nice. And you don't have to do all of the hospital masks and all of the things that you have to do just to go to the doctor still. I mean, at least here in California, you still have to wear them. So that was, that was a huge thing for me. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, so, okay. So you are going through this experience and you're, and Jet is what age at this point when you're, when you became pregnant again? He is a little over a year, okay. like yeah. just over so, a year. Yeah. Cause he's a couple months past two years now. So yeah. Perfect. So, so you little. guys are, yeah. 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 So yeah. And I mean, and that's kind of, it's interesting, like going so quickly, I guess, from one type of experience to the next, right. like that back to back. But so you're working with this midwife and did you, you said your pregnancy, both of them were pretty, pretty easy going. Healthy. Yeah. So I wasn't concerned with like, I understand it's a little bit different when you have certain things that are high risk or whatever. I was thankful that we had an easy pregnancy. So it was mostly just monitoring and, you know, doing the the basic care, but still, I mean, to be able to bring my son and go and just feel so cared for and comforted every time I go to an appointment, it was just, it was so worth it. Even though obviously with the home birth, you're paying out of pocket. It's like, I'd rather pay out of pocket for that and have the care that we deserve to get. I don't care about the insurance at this point. So it's such a big moment in your life that it's just, it's worth spending the money. I think that that is one of the hardest things sometimes to get to, to wrap our minds around is this idea that, you know, because people will think, well, number one, as mothers, we are oftentimes like I'll yeah. soldier on, like, you know, I'll, I'll take one for the team. I'll do what I need to do. We'll yeah. save the money or, you know, I'll be okay. And not recognizing, okay, number one, this is not just one day in your life. This story follows you right. forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not just this one yeah. moment. Um, and how also, the way that we enter motherhood, whether it's the first or second or 15th yeah. time, really impacts our entire experience of motherhood yeah. from that point on. So it really is such a huge investment. Um, and and recognizing that like, you know what, in the long run, that $5,000 right. or whatever yeah. it is, it will it has so much right. compounding yeah. you know, totally. benefit. And I know, you know, your first to your second kid is going to have a different postpartum no matter what, but it was like night and day. I mean, I had, I didn't have any like severe postpartum symptoms, but I definitely had the baby blues and I just felt like I was kind of in this like whirlwind for a couple months. And of course it's your first kid. So you're going to have some of that. But I mean, the second was just so 
easy. It was such an easy transition, which I thought was me harder having a two-year-old that was going to be jealous and everything else. But I mean, it was just night and day. Like physically, I healed so much faster. Mentally, it was like a couple days. I kind of had that little bit of like baby blues. And then it was like, okay, we're good. We're moving on. Like, so that was a huge part too. And I think a lot of it, like you said, it's not going into it with stress. You're not having all of these things in your system, you know, it's, I think it's a mix of a lot of, I mean, you know what to expect this time around a little bit of everything, but night and day postpartum period for me. Yeah. Gosh, wow. I can't wait to hear more about that. What about your labor experience this time? So you said your yeah. water broke again. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it so began it was again. like around 11, I think at night, he, he was quick. So around 11, my water broke. I was having like very light cramps, like period type cramps, nothing crazy. I'm like, yeah, that can be Braxton Hicks, whatever. Some people have this, you know, throughout half of their pregnancy. So I didn't really think anything of it. And I'm laying there and I'm just like, I'm just going to stay up for a little bit and just see my husband's going to sleep. And he saw that I was still awake and he's like, what is she doing? And I was just kind of timing just to see, cause I'm like, I'm just going to watch this cause there might be something going on. And he, he goes, I had a feeling because you were up like on your phone timing these that you thought something was going on. I'm like, yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm just laying there. I didn't even move this time and it broke. So I'm like, that was my water. I did not move. I know that was my water breaking. And I texted my midwife and she said, okay, um, how do you feel? You know, will you time a couple of them for me? And they were, I can't remember exactly how they were close enough to be like labors coming, but it wasn't like urgent or anything yet. Um, and then they kind of picked up within like 20 minutes and I said, Hey, I think, I think you should come. Cause she was about 40 minutes away. She said, okay, we'll be there. I think they arrived around 12 and then, um, I'm trying to think what, yeah, I think around 12 cause it, it was like two and a half hours, the entire thing. So it went quick. Um, she got mm-hmm. there. Wow. I was just kind of on the ball for a little bit. Um, my contractions were strong, but I could still breathe through them and they were pretty, pretty manageable still at that point. So I went and I got in the shower. She goes, why don't you just go take a shower? I said, okay. Got in the hot shower. My contractions immediately got so strong. <laughs> they got a lot closer together. I'm like, okay. And I remember Matt telling me, my husband, he said that my midwife is like, works like a charm. The shower works. I'm like, he, I didn't hear that at the time, but he told me later and it was crazy how fast it like I think cause you're relaxed, you know, in the shower, it just like escalated so quick. Mm-hmm. And then I just started to get super nauseous. So I knew I was like starting to go into that transition period. Cause the same thing happened with my first, I got super sick. So then we moved to the bathroom and I just kind of hung out on the toilet <laughs> and that way if I got sick or whatever, and it was just comfortable, that just what, what felt good for a little bit. And once it got pretty extreme, I said, okay, let's go to the tub. You know, I think it's time to move in there. And my midwife agreed And so then we got in the tub and I was pushing for, I don't know, not too long. It felt long in the moment, but I know it was pretty quick. Um, And I got to the point where his head was out and it was like, okay, you gotta, you gotta give me a couple more good ones. And I'm like, okay. And that was the cool thing about not being medicated is I could feel everything this time, which sounds might, might sound not so great to some people, but your like your body to just do what it's supposed to be doing, which was so cool because in the hospital when you can't feel anything and they're telling you to push, you're like, I don't even know what I'm pushing. <laughs> like I can't feel where I'm pushing or what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're kind of like fighting your body and this and that. So this time, like 
I had no choice. Like my body was just doing it and I was just kind of helping along with it, which was super cool to me to be able to feel like what your body is actually doing in birth. And sure enough, like we lay back and I just needed a little help to get his, his shoulder out. Cause I just couldn't get that shoulder and she helped me and he was out within like two and a half hours from my water breaking to delivering, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that is a quick one. How did you feel with that? With that quickness? Like, did you feel overwhelmed or was it like, no, I was relieved. (laughs) I was definitely relieved. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was forced or rushed because my body was just doing what it needed to do. If it was maybe quicker under other circumstances where things were being controlled a little bit, maybe I would have had that, but I think it was just like, okay, well my body's doing it and it's go time and he's here. So I felt really good. Yeah. That's so amazing. So what were those first moments postpartum like? So different again. Um, when we got him out, I was just kind of laying with him in the tub for a little bit. And then once I felt I was ready to go to the bed, we brought him and myself to the bed. And then they also had the placenta that they moved with me, which was great because they just snipped it right away in the hospital. And I loved that. I think we left it on for an hour plus before it fully like went white and we cut it and everything. So I got to just hang out in my bed being cozy and doing skin to skin and my placenta was still, you know, attached, which is great. And it was just very relaxing. Once we did that, they stayed and monitored me for a couple hours and made sure we were okay. Once everything was like, I was just stable and they were good. They tucked us in and they said, all right, we'll come, come check on you tomorrow and you're good to go. And I got to just go to sleep with my little guy on my bed, (laughs) which is like the best feeling ever. Mm -hmm. I know my husband was happy too because he hated that little bed that he had to sleep on. They hate that. (laughs) I'm like, you have no idea what I go through. He's now a home birth convert. (laughs) Now he's on board. Yeah. He's like the biggest advocate now. (laughs) So funny. That's the best. Well, so, and you, you kind of alluded to this, this idea that, you know, this second postpartum, despite the fact that it's like, okay, we've got two young kids here has been, an easier transition. That's, that's incredible. I was shocked because I was just like, okay, we're going to have a lot going on for a little bit. It's probably going to be overwhelming. And it was just better than I could have ever expected. So I'm super thankful for that. That's amazing. Well, Shana, I guess my question would be here at the end. What would you say to a mother who is maybe on the fence, you know, with this idea of like, oh, I don't know, I had a hospital birth and it was, you know, fine or whatever, but I'm sort of considering home birth. What, what made the difference for you? Not only, you know, watching the films and reading the books, but I think just hearing as many people's stories as you can, I feel like it makes you realize like, this is a very normal experience. We're made to do this. And the more positive experiences you hear, I think it makes you feel a lot better. And I think people seem to feel that the hospital is just so safe because you're in the hospital and they can do whatever they need to do if something goes wrong. And like, while that might be true, there's many mistakes in the hospital, you know, as well. I feel like, you know, sometimes midwives deliver a lot more babies than they even do in the hospital because sometimes they just get passed along and go into surgery or whatever it is. So I just, I think the experience that midwives have, I don't think a lot of people realize So I think just kind of educating yourself a little bit better and listening to people's stories, you'll feel a lot better. And then if you do have, you know, some issues, you can still be seen and monitored by, by a doctor if you need to, it's not saying that you can't go to anybody else or do any kind of extra testing. And they might recommend that you do that. But I think just 
you know, listening to as many and talking to as many people as you can. I love it. Thank you for being willing to add your story to this collection. And I'm sure encouraging other moms to consider home birth as well. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was so nice to chat with you. How amazing was that? As we head into this week's episode roundup, I want to ask you, how do you think it impacts our transition into motherhood to be supported continuously by the same person or the same small group of people, as opposed to a massive conglomerate of doctors who may or may not know anything about you? I think we can all agree that the sacredness of this transition into motherhood is deserving of respect and of individualization. Without continuity of care, it's sure hard to truly receive either. If you're on the fence about how you want to give birth, keep this in mind as you consider your options and seek care. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.